what it is, everybody. Welcome to episode 64 of Fish and Connoisseur Movie. My name's David Pether, but you can call me Fish. With me, as always, he's only my favorite sack of shit. Connor McDuff! Hey, everybody. How we doing? Just kidding. Can't hear you because it's a podcast. <laughs> well, Connor, it's finally happened. What's that? I think I'm on this so-called Star Wars train. All aboard, motherfucker! <laughs> Damn right you're on the Star Wars train. Well, with the uh, Star Wars Battlefront coming out, uh, I got oh, that the other day. Oh, how fucking good is it, by the way? Uh, oh my god, it's fan-fucking-tastic. I don't even really like those sort of multiplayer games, but I fucking love this one. Can we um, play it after this podcast? Probably. We should do it. Because I've also purchased probably my first piece of Star Wars merchandise. What did you buy? I went and got a Turtle Beach headphone oh, Jesus. Like for the game that looks like a rebel helmet. Oh, that's dope. I'm, fu- I'm done. I'm out. I'm, I'm fucking in. I'm fucked. You know what happens now. You've seen my house. I'm going to go and buy a heap of shit and spend way too much money on awesome yep. Star Wars shit. God damn it! I'm so proud. <laughs> I also so bought proud. some... Um, Star Wars boxer shorts. So there's always that too. You know you're done when you got boxer shorts. That's it. That's kind of it. That's kind of the the moment, isn't it? That is. Well, Connor, what are we reviewing today? We are reviewing Revenge of the Sith. The third and final prequel. Which That's I it. remember being quite fond of back in the day. Yeah. I think back in the day, everyone thought it was the most well-rounded of the three. Like he kind of got where he wanted to be. Well, that's what I wanted to ask. Did people generally like this one or were they still hating on it because it's a prequel? Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure there was still shit talk, but it's definitely the the one I think people like the most out of the three. Like compared to the other two, it's not really that hard, especially number two. God damn. I saw this at a midnight screening back in 2005. It was my first kind of... Like, I'd seen the other prequels in cinema, but this was the first one I kind of wanted to go to. It was a big deal. I went and bought, like, a Darth Vader. Oh, so I lied. I have, I do have a Darth Vader fucking mask somewhere. So that was my first piece of Star Wars merch. But I, I wore that to the midnight screening, not really even knowing what it meant, but just wanted to fit in, you know what I'm saying? When we were all lining up, there was a, a kid who was dressed up like a little Anakin, he had the little um, the little rat tail thing that they have, yep. the Jedi rat tail. And there was a guy in full Darth Vader costume, like a nice. grown man. And these two guys, like this kid and this grown man had a fucking lightsaber battle for everybody. And everybody was cheering. Everyone was getting into it. And of course, fucking Anakin won. Like he, the little, little Anakin. Well, they're both Anakin, but little Anakin yeah. won. Yeah. It was good fun. I can only imagine... What a midnight screening for The Force Awakens is going to be like. It's going to be fucking nuts. I'm so pumped. So so you would have been what? Like, how old were you when... I was nine years old. So what? take us through your initial Revenge of the Sith experience. I saw it, I think, the Thursday night. So I would have seen it the night of its release, not the midnight. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And I went with my dad and we sat through it and I loved it because I was nine years old. And then I left and I loved it forever and bought all the toys. That's pretty much it. There was nothing really to it. It was just, it was fun. It wasn't super busy. It wasn't like super packed. Mm. Not from what I remember. Anyway, I was really young. So I can't, I don't really have much of a memory of it. I just remember enjoying it when I was young. Yeah. 
That reminds me of me going to the cinema to see Jurassic Park with my old man. Good times. Yeah. I was six, though. I still remember that. I remember freaking out with the raptors and wondering if the kids were going to die. But we're not talking about Jurassic Park. We're talking about Revenge of the Sith. Connor, will you please give us the rundown of this story? Right. So it starts off with Anakin and Obi-Wan, and there's a big war between the Trade Federation once again and the Republic and they're in space and the Jedis get into General Grievous who's a new baddie he's an android cyborg I think he's an android he's an android alien with um, yeah, forearms yeah. anyway he works for the baddies and they get into his big starship to rescue Chancellor Palpatine and then they go in and they kill Count Dooku and then they rescue Chancellor Palpatine and Grievous gets away and then they're like, oh, fuck, we need to deal with this now. General Grievous is gone. What do we do? And at the same time, Anakin is having big old nightmares about... Oh, Padme tells, her, tells him he's pregnant, sorry. Anakin's having big old nightmares about Padme dying at birth and shit. Mm. So, and he's Palpatine's friend now, or some shit, which, I mean, I think is meant to be established in episode two, but it isn't really. Anyway. No, we'll talk about that. Palpatine, it was all like, hey man, uh, uh, if you're a Sith, you can save your wife. And he's like, ah, oh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> and then Obi-Wan's like, I'm going to go, bro. I've got to go find um, General Grievous. And so Anakin's like, all right, man. And so Obi-Wan's off fucking doing his job because he's a pimp daddy. And Anakin's still like, ah, oh, fuck, I don't know. And then he finds out Palpatine is a Sith Lord which should have been obvious from the beginning for even him. And Anakin's like, you're the Sith Lord. And Palpatine's like, oh, what are you going to do, kill me? And Anakin runs away like a fucking baby and then uh, tells Mace Windu. Mace Windu's like, ah, fuck, all right, well, we'll deal with that. And then him and, like, five Jedi Masters come through and you're like, holy shit, best Jedi battle ever. And then Palpatine fucking slaughters all of them except Mace Windu. And as Mace Windu's about to kill Palpatine, Anakin comes back and just murders the shit out of him. And then he's like, oh, I'm a bad guy now. And then Palpatine's like, you're a Sith Lord. You protected me. It was the only way. Rise, Lord Vader. And now, and then he's like, oh, by the way, you need to kill all the Jedi. And Anakin's like, well, fuck, I've been a bit of Sith for 10 minutes. And I guess, yeah, sure. So he goes around and they execute Order 66. So all the clones that have been fighting with the Jedi suddenly turn on the Jedi, which is cool. And then they kill all the Jedi. But, that, but they don't kill Obi-Wan because he's lucky. And then everyone gets out. He's like, the fuck? All these clones just fucking tried to kill me. Then he goes back to the Jedi Council and everybody's dead except for Master Yoda. Master Yoda's like, what's up, bitch? We got to get out of here. And then they fucking skedaddle and they look at the tapes, the security footage, and he finds out Anakin's the one that's been killing people. And everyone's like, I got to deal with this shit. This motherfucker's my problem. And so Yoda's like, all right, man, I'll deal with the big Sith Lord. So everyone goes to fight Anakin. Oh, by the way, he's killed General Grievous. He's, General Grievous is just like, he's just there. Doesn't really do much. Anyway, goes to fight Anakin. Yoda fights Palpatine. Yoda gets the shit kicked out of him and runs away. Obi-Wan cuts off Anakin's legs and an arm. And, oh, by the way, Anakin shuts down the Trade Federation. Uh, Anakin has no limbs and he's burning because they're on a lava planet and he's on fire. And then Obi-Wan just fucks off. And then... Uh, Palpatine's like, oh, I can sense him. And then he goes to save him. And then Padme is giving birth and dies while she's giving birth. And Luke and Leia are born. And then Luke 
lives on Tatooine with Uncle Owen and... Joel Edgerton. Joel Edgerton and Leia lives with Bail Organa on Alderaan. <sighs> and Anakin's Starfighter now. Dun, 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 dun. Well, first things first. This opening is the tits. Yeah, it's good. This is one of the best openings to uh, any movie I've seen. Like, straight into it. No fucking around. No fucking politics. We, it's all sort of explained in the in the crawl beforehand. And boom, we're out in a fucking dogfight in space, in spaceships, with our two fucking boys flying next to each other, doing awesome stuff. It looks much better compared to the rubbish that we got in part two in terms of the CGI and visual effects. Fuck, it looked pretty. I'm I'm instantly on board once this opens. Yeah, it was fucking sick, man. That whole opening scene is really cool. It kind of, like, establishes the characters really well when, like, the clones blow up and Anakin's like, I'll go help him, and Obi-Wan's like, no, we're here to do our job. Like, that's a really good moment that mm. I always liked. And I like now you can see that the they're kind of working together as a team more so than, you know, teen angsty Anakin in part two. You can see that, you know, he's had... he's obviously got a bit of scolding and has has to step into a line, but now they're actually kind of mates rather than master and um, apprentice. Yeah, and I like that because hmm. it's it builds tension at the end when they fight each other, and I really oh, enjoyed sure. that. Yeah, fucking oath. And I wish uh, they played on it in the last one as well so then we could feel it even more, you know, that they're buddies now, that their relationship has expanded. But no, I like that they're, they're pals. Yeah, I, it's one thing that uh, it'll probably come up throughout this podcast quite a bit, but I, I really tried to just forget part two. Like, I, I took the information that they gave me and was able to just go with this movie because this as a standalone film shits all over part two for me already. Yeah. Yeah, there was some muddy shit that happened in number two and blah, 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 but we got through the crap of him falling in love with Padme, so the rubbish romance that Lucas just can't fucking do, and now it works. Now we know they're in love. Now we're going with it. Now I know that him and um, Obi-Wan are fucking are solid. I'm good with that as well. I'm just like, let's let's just yeah. go with what we've got. That's And it's established so quickly. They don't fuck around like they did in part one and two. It's just everything is set up, and we get to have fun straight yep. away. Which is into it. a nice, a nice fucking change. And speaking of fun, how fun is R two D two in this opening? Yeah, he's a fucking pimp. Oh man, you you as a nine year old must have fucking loved that shit. I like, actually didn't. <laughs> oh really? You didn't like R two D two? Well, like I don't like because what my biggest issue with the opening scene was all the droids become real silly, and I fucking hated that. I was like, what they the are really, fuck? Yeah. Why are these droids so like? Wacky but they, that they're the same droids from part one that were just as silly then. So I was yeah, like, that's that's one, just a drag more, over. In part one, they're more robotic. They don't have personalities in part one. In this one, they're like, Wah, like just real <laughs> fucking weird. How, how's that one that goes up to um uh when he gives, I think he gives like the lightsaber or something to General Grievous, and he's like, "You're welcome." Yeah. <laughs> it's like what the fuck? It's like there's no. <laughs> it was such a weird thing. Like I didn't understand why. They did it. I mean, I think it was just adding more personality to something that, like, to such a generic droid. But, I mean, even then, 
they just took more. But they did do that of- in part one. They did do that in part one. Probably not to the same extent, but and I feel like all the droids really have personalities. Like R two D two is a robot. He yeah, shouldn't have know, the personality just, that he does. I just didn't like it because it took away all the tension. Like there's no tension from an enemy that fucking talks like a dickhead. <laughs> um, and it doesn't really matter though because the droids become so redundant so quickly in this film and then it's about you know and then you've got it uh, the clones are the bad guys and like Grievous, uh, Grievous and his bodyguards are kind of the enemy and I like that where yeah, yeah which is fine the tension right, comes right, back but to me the droids have always just been cannon fodder and yeah but they shouldn't be and it's all it's all yeah I, I know but it's almost like more satisfying to me that R2-D2 fucks these these jerks up just for talking like such idiots. Yeah. I don't know. Me as a kid, R2-D2 was the only thing that I knew about Star Wars, really, other than, like, the obvious, like, Darth Vader and Han Solo and those. But, um, it... R2-D2 was cool. I remember he was a fun little droid. I... I really liked it. I think I had a cake of R2-D2, like, for one of my birthdays. Um, I want to get an... I want to get an R2-D2 tattoo. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. As a kid, did you didn't like this scene, but do you like it now? If you want to get an R two D two tattoo. Yeah. Like well, you... I like R two D two. He's a fucking boss bitch. Like you can't mess with him. He's he awesome. fucks. He fucks all kinds of shit up in this yep. thing, and I think it's cool that he gets that moment because he's always been a shining light in this series. Like he gets shit done. He's there all the time. Um, he saves too many people that we can talk about, and to see him just take on like all these droids and. Like, yeah, just really fuck shit up. I, I, I thought that was fun. Yeah, I, do, I don't know. I, I think it's really cool. I just I just had a big issue because, like, I'm like, what are you doing? Like, this as a kid, I was like, droids don't do that. It's meant to be serious. Um, but, like... <laughs> Even as a kid, you were like that. Yeah, well, I just took it. I just I just didn't like... I don't know. I wasn't happy with that, that part. You're always a cynical bastard. Yeah. But, I mean, like, yeah. the opening scene was... The opening sequence is really cool. And, like, just... I just really liked watching Anakin and Obi-Wan and their banter. Like, they had really good banter. Mm. And I thoroughly enjoyed that the whole way through, listening yep. to them kind of, like, I bicker a bit. You really feel like they've been together yeah. for years. You feel like they've been together since he was a kid. Like, last last outing, I didn't really feel that way. Like, yeah. uh, Obi-Wan was just a cranky dad, which I guess he was still young, so whatever. He, but um, one, one thing that also stood out a lot more in this film is... Um, Hayden Christensen is much, much better, better yeah. in this film. He is actually fucking pretty good. I think it's because they gave him more of a personality now. Like, now he's a yeah. character. Like, yeah. Lucas went from, all Jedi must be like monks with no personality to like, oh, these are people too. Um, um, which is really good because it's true. And it bothers me that he did it in the first place. But yeah, like, Obi-Wan's the same. Like, you know, McGregor... Has a bit more fun with it, mm. which was good. I really enjoyed that. That's it, and I think that's the what they really missed in the first two. In in just a general overall thing, is the fun of it all. Like the fun that we had with the original trilogy wasn't there as much. Like it was there in burst, but overall, it's all fucking political. Everyone's talking like monks, which is really interesting that they didn't give Anakin more personality thinking back on it in, in, in at least number two, because he yeah. is, yeah, he's being this monk-like persona, but he is the one who's kind of breaking the rules by falling in love with Padme and stepping outside the Jedi way. Like he shouldn't be doing it, so he should have had more personality. But anyway, not talking about number two. Here, he's fantastic. He's got the longer hair. He looks boss. He looks cool. He looks like he's grown into himself a little bit. 
I think he actually carries this film, which I did not expect coming off. No, I I completely disagree with that. I don't yeah. think he carries it. I think he's better than what he was, but he's still a bit shit in a lot of in a lot of instances. Oh, he definitely has his moments where, like, he, look, I'm not saying he's going to win a fucking Oscar for this, but like, I was able to get sucked into number number one because of Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson's great, and even though he didn't have much to work with, he's still doing his thing. I think that I was able to to go with what McGregor, um, Anakin's doing. McGregor is the one that carries the film, in my opinion. I think, because I still see the prequels as his story, and this one, more than ever, it's it's all about... Oh, you think so? Well, yeah, because, like, he goes off and you watch him fight. It, like, it's all about him losing a son, pretty much, is how I watch it. And has to, like... And, yeah, I suppose. Like, he, he's the one that fucking has to, ki- like, pra- basically murder him. Like, he cuts off his limbs, leaving him to die. Like, yeah. he's the one that watches the holotapes and sees this guy massacring kids... And like you feel it, and you feel that heartbreak in him and stuff. He's the he's the one, in my opinion, that carries the film because he's a fucking boss. And you can I can relate more to Obi Wan than I can Anakin. Anakin's a whiny bitch still, in a way. He's just less of a whiny bitch. Whereas Obi Wan's there, and he's like, all right, well, like he's a character that's meant to be super that tries to be super like adult and act like he knows what he's doing, and he's still like fucking cracking at the seams because his best mate is is evil now like it's a fucking mass murderer I liked him I don't I'm just not a big fan of Anakin because of the second one just I just couldn't fucking stand him I just even as a kid I was like fuck this guy man who gives a shit who cares well I, I was definitely ready to hate that's that's what I I guess I'm trying to say here I came in because I just couldn't stand him in number two as you know I yeah. I haven't seen worse acting directing in it's it's hard to even pick movies that are worse than that like I, I was I was putting it up against The Room which is notoriously one of the worst films of all time yeah. like Jesus Christ but he does step up his game here and I think Lucas does as well I think Lucas steps up his game a lot in this film like he's it's like they all somebody sat him down and said right you fucked up now this is what Spielberg would probably do. <laughs> yeah. And, and let's make that movie. Uh, I, I feel that a lot more in this. Look, I, I still definitely think that it's, it's Anakin's film. I, I'm, not, I'm not in any way putting, putting Obi-Wan down because he still is much, a much better character and Ewan McGregor is fucking awesome. And we'll talk about his scenes as we get to them, but fucking hell. I just think that he was able... Uh, um, Hayden Christensen was able to carry this for most of it like he does change his character is the one that changes the most it's his story yeah it is his story it's it's definitely geared to be his story i just don't see it that way because i don't want to yeah fair enough <laughs> but i mean like i think i think everything lucas wanted to do with the first two he was able to do in this one the action yeah. sequences are really pretty and they're really good and they feel big and grand and yeah. and like more impactful because they are finally impactful like the best bit for me is still Order 66. Like, that is dope as fuck. Like, oh, it's the, so cool. executing Order 66 yeah. with that soundtrack um, is fucking great. Like, it's so on point. Joel Williams it's, kills it. It's devastating, yeah. man. That, that, that scene is devastating when it actually happens. I Like, I didn't see that coming. 
I did. Like, <laughs> well, you, you fucking know the film, but I didn't see it coming from not knowing the film. Yeah. Like, I was like, ah, oh. like, obviously these clone things are a bit iffy, but I, yeah, after, after um, Obi-Wan sort of talks to, talks to that commander, which how the fuck can you tell the commander out of all these clones? But anyway, and then for him to just turn on him like that, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, I, I liked, I thought it was fucking mint, man. Like, yeah, especially because I know, I knew all those Jedi from like, you know, extended universe shit. So I was like, oh no, oh no. Oh, really? So, so is there, do they go into all those Jedi, do they? Yeah, always. They've been, they've been in them for ages. They're like, Plo Koon's the one, the Starfighter. Stas Alley's the one on the speeder bike. And then like, uh, the Twi'lek is Isla Secura or something. Like this is, a, I fucking know the names of these people. The Twilik is that the blue yeah. chick? Yeah. And Kaidi Mundi is the dude with the heart in his head, the one that has the big fucking giant head that gets killed. Ah, yeah, the cone head. Like I even know the fucking that, names of the planets. He fucking he stood up too. He 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 went out. He went out fighting that guy. It was yeah. Good. Speaking of random Jedi, who who was that? Um, the guy who takes Leia. Is I don't. He, I feel like he just came out of nowhere. Oh uh, yeah. So like, with- what bothers me is that's Bail Organa. So he. I think he's like a senator or some... He's a politician or something. He He's on Alderaan. So I think he is the king of Alderaan or the president of Alderaan or something. I'm going to look him up now. Basically, he's not a Jedi. He's a fucking... He's a politician. Yeah, he's a member of Alderaan's royal fam- family. So he's, he's like a big shot. And so he... But has he been Has he been in these films? I don't, think he, I, I, I don't remember him. He's in episode two, apparently, but he doesn't do anything. I think he's just in the background. He's just there. Um, but like... Yeah, they needed, they needed to build him more to be such a significant character. Because he plays a big part in this, and like suddenly this guy's a big deal, fucking Bail Organa, which I didn't... Well, when... I, with that scene with the Order 66 going down... Yeah. Um, and there's that little kid Jedi when he jumps into his little... Uh, What's the, what's the guy's name? Organa? Yeah, Bail Organa, yeah. He, he, he jumps into his little fucking hot rod speeder and then there's this kid just fucking up all these Jedi and then the kid gets killed and Organa's like, fuck, and gets out of there. Yeah. I was like, hold on, was that kid somebody? Was that his kid? Who is these people? Who are they? Why do I care about them? And then, like, he starts to be something from there. I'm really confused. He likes, so he's like a politician shit and he say, he's talking about some stuff and then he, fuck, he fucks off because he... He actually starts a rebellion um, for episode four. Like he's a big, he's a big player in the rebellion. It's kind of his point. Like in the at the end, I'm pretty sure they're on Tantive Four, which is the ship that gets captured at the start of episode four. I'm pretty sure. If I okay. can, if I recall correctly, I might be wrong, but I know he plays a huge part. He played a huge part in the beginning of the rebellion, and so like. So is his is his character in episode no, four? No, he's never. He's no. not mentioned. But like that's Leia's okay. that's Leia's adoptive dad because Leia's last name is Organa. Yeah. Organa. So yeah. he takes yeah. he takes Leia to back to Alderaan to live, which is why have you seen episode four? Yeah, of course. So Alderaan, which is why when Alderaan blows up, Leia's super upset because yeah. that's her homeworld. Ah, uh, yeah. So he 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 blows up. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, right. But like he, yeah. So he's a big deal in the lore, but he's not really a big deal in the films, which is really weird because he's a cool character and like I liked him a lot. Like. Hmm. What they do with him in the in the later part of the film is great. Like I just wanted ju- to know who the fuck he was. <laughs> I liked him because he was a normal guy and like he's starting the rebellion and stuff. But I mean, this because it's Anakin's story, they just focus on fucking building the empire. Like that's the whole thing. It's just 
how to see how the empire develops when you really think about it. Like you've got clones, oh, for sure. and then you don't have anyone who's kickstarts a rebellion. You don't have any characters that are even in episode four as big deals. Like you've just got fucking the the empire building pretty much. Um, yeah. Both physically and metaphorically. Well, who, who else would you Who else would you put in it though? I don't know. Like because they 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 hint at Chewie. You've got Obi Wan. Well, Chewbacca's in it. Um, yeah. But like. You know, you could have a young Han Solo in there. You can just have people not liking the Republic. You could have generals and stuff, because there's a few generals that... Uh, you can have Admiral Akbar who makes an appearance, maybe, from the sixth one. Like, there's a bunch of, like, minor characters that are from... They could have just put in... They could have just been in there, and that would have been really cool to see, but they don't go that... that well, they do, they do a good job on the Empire side yeah, of things, don't that's they? that's what I like, mean. Everything's built up like, with that, even, for sure. Even like, even um, the guy... Sorry. Even physically, like, the clones developing to look like stormtroopers. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And is that, like, at the very end... Uh, we're jumping ahead here, but, like, that very last shot where Vader walks up to Palpatine and looks out into the thing, and we see the, the guy like the commander looking dude walk away is that supposed to be Peter Cushing's character I can't remember his actual name don't think it's Moff Tarkin no don't think so oh really because it looked a lot like him and I thought that was cool if it is that was that's a cool little thing yes yeah, it is Moff Tarkin you're right oh it is awesome That's see that's cool yeah. I, like just little bits and pieces of them building this little empire like I, I thought that was fun like yeah you're right they probably could have done a little I think they should have had at least people like rising up a little bit just to, to yeah. get that feeling. Um, is there, is there, there's obviously some sort of law in between this movie and a new hope. Oh yeah. Well, Star Wars rebels, the animated TV shows in between this, there was a okay. shitload of extended universe stuff in between this time, like so fucking much, but now it's all been made uh, redundant and it's mm. all now there's only this new stuff now that I don't know about, but it used to be heaps, like, it used to be fuckloads, like, the Force, like, you know the Force Unleashed, remember the Force, that game, the Force Unleashed? Yep. yep. That was canon, that was set in between three and four, that game was canon, like, that was part yeah. of the universe, and that's about a, a guy, you know, it's this whole other story, hmm. um, and in, in that, he helped start the rebellion in that. Well, talking about the Empire, let's, let's get on to Mr. Sidious. I asked this in our episode one review. Is it supposed to be obvious that he is going to turn into Darth Sidious, like from Palpatine? Is it supposed to be like it just seems so obvious, like to me? Like I, I asked that because I like I didn't know, but I was like, shit, he looks a lot like this Sidious dude. But then he's not really hiding it. No. And I why think, do the characters not see it? <laughs> I think I think it's just assumed that the audience knows is the issue. Like it's the same actor. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's I guess what I'm asking is was it supposed to be a reveal? Uh no, I don't think so. I think it I think it was more to like I think it's more a reveal for the characters. So when like he's yeah. like you're the Sith Lord, which is why isn't it a huge thing because we already know who the fucking Sith Lord is. Like everyone knows it's him. I knew okay. as a kid. I'm like, well, he's a bad dude, so, like, yeah. I'm not surprised. So I don't think it was a, it's. I don't think at all it was meant to be a reveal. I'm pretty sure it was meant to be more f just for the characters, which is why, yeah, why it's such a small thing. Okay, but I did also like in this film how he gets to sort of come into his own. He starts to manipulate Anakin. I I really liked um, the scenes with him and Anakin. You can just see 
And this is where I want to really commend Hayden Christensen because, like, you can really see him fighting with himself in his mind in those conversations. Like, the bit where they're watching that weird bubble show, that is a great scene. Yeah, that's, that's, that's actually... It's actually my favorite scene in the whole thing is aside from order 66 is that scene like it was great so it was well actually done. really 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 good um and it's got great dialogue and like the performance from both actors was really on point i loved it like i go back and i can watch that scene over and over again yeah it's 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 literally the turning point of the saga really isn't it mm. like that's where he starts to stray a little bit he starts to learn about this new power that can bring people back to life, apparently, and, and whatever. The manipulation on Palpatine's part is just fantastic, and it looks pretty. It's just a really well-done scene, as opposed to a lot of the other exposition dumps that we've seen in the last two episodes. And for such an important scene, I'm so glad they nailed it. Yeah, and I mean, it's really weird, though, because that scene's really good, but then the dialogue in this film is fucking trash sometimes. Like, I don't understand. Like, you've mm. got... Good points like that, and then you've got lines like, from my point of view, the Jedi are evil. What the fuck? There's no consistency. I could not believe that came out of Anakin's mouth, like, in that last bit. Like, they're a really, really horrible... It's fucking horrible, dude. Well, That's he's a fucking... Turned, he's turned around at that point, so I get it. And Because it is, like, and what's his name? Sidious says to him earlier, like, good is only a point of view. So, it's, it's really just a playback on that, which... It's just a horrible fucking line. From my point of view, the Jedi are evil. Like, they're having a fucking battle, everything's tense, and in the heat of the moment, he's able to go, from my point of view, the Jedi are evil. What the fuck? Why why not just say something? Like, that is awful. That's such a bad way to put something. It's fucking horrible. Fuck, I hated it. God, it was fucking bad. And then, oh, God, damn it. I hated that so much. And fucking, oh, I saw Anakin... Killing younglings. What the fuck? Just say children. Younglings. That. It's so fucking stupid. You can just call them kids. You call a fucking elevator in the movie a fucking elevator. Why don't you just call the fucking kids fucking kids? Why do you need to call them fucking younglings? You watch the fucking behind the scenes and fucking Natalie Portman and Ewan McGregor can't even get through the dialogue. It's that funny to them. Like, they laugh over and over and over again. They think it's that stupid. Yes, it's (laughs) fucking dumb. Oh, my God. I wish someone got... I wish someone stopped Lucas from writing the scripts. That is just... It is just the worst fucking line. Oh, my God. (laughs) Like, it makes me cringe so much. Jesus Christ. I don't know, man. I didn't I didn't really I wasn't as affected by shitty script in this one. And to be honest, I don't think I even really noticed it. Like, yeah, there was some really like cardboard deliveries and and obviously that's that's coming back from a, a rubbish line. Like, but I can't I can't even think of any right now whereas from episode 2 I could I could throw the whole script at you and say this is shit. But oh, I, I, it didn't really get to me in this one. And I guess it was just because I was able to just get right into this film. And I, I was more accepting of it, I guess. I don't know. Because, like I said, I came in ready to hate it. Yeah, well, I just fucking thought the dialogue was shit. I just thought it was crap. I thought it was, com- mm. like, a lot of the time I thought it was crap. The other thing I thought was complete and utter shit is the fight between General Grievous and Obi-Wan. That... Oh, come was on. Was the fucking lamest thing I've ever seen in my no life. No way. That's fucking awesome. Nah, it was so fucking dumb. When Why? Okay, why is it? Why? When, I need to know. When I, Grievous I... 
when Grievous gets his fucking limbs cut off and he does that dumb as fuck cruel like across the fucking bridge and he like on all fours I was like what the fuck am I watching what the fuck is this like I couldn't believe it because I used to love that scene I was like oh the like Revenge of Sith is really good like the action is really good and like when I saw that scene again I was like what the fuck this is dumb as fuck like this isn't what Star Wars does this isn't like like Star Wars has like yeah maybe might have AT-ATs like big four-legged walkers and goofy chicken walkers ATSTs but this is fucking next level dumb as shit that was the dumbest fucking thing ever I couldn't believe it like it was so dumb it was so fucking stupid <laughs> I'm actually mad thinking about it like I, well, oh as, my as God. I've, I've brought up a lot, actually, General Grievous is the only thing that I remembered from this film. I only remembered that scene, and I and I remember loving that scene. He, you know, he gets out the four lightsabers. He's he's fucking. I don't know. I I really like General Grievous. I think he's one of the better villains. In fact, I wish that Darth Maul had a fight similar to this. Obviously, Darth Maul's not going to fucking crawl and do all that weird shit, and it probably would have been a much better thing. But I think General Grievous is awesome. I think it's cool that he can, like, adapt. Like, he can do whatever... He's a fucking... What, what is General Grievous? Can we talk about that first? Like, what the fuck he's is he? He's like, part alien, part droid. Like, he's a combination he has a heart. of things. Yeah. He has a heart, so a and part, he can think. He's a part... He's... I think he's, like, android or something. Like, he's part everything. Okay. And the, the Clone Wars, the cartoon, which was canon for a long time, the reason he coughs is because Grievous used to be really agile and, like, nimble. Like, fucking scary. Like, in the cartoon, he is the scariest fucking dude, man. Like, I can't even begin to tell you how full-on he is. Like, he's terrifying. Oh, Mace Windu, like, crushes his chest with the Force, and it's fucking sick. It's, like, the best moment. Wow, why wouldn't they have... Was was that before this movie? Yeah. Like, did that... So it happens cartoon? just okay. before, literally just before. So the, the, oh, sorry, sorry. Was the was the, was the cartoon out before? Yeah. Oh, maybe. Okay. Yeah, it was. It was. Okay, so that's alright then. Yeah. So Grievous was around before this movie in the lore. Like, I mean, he'd, like he'd been seen before by Star Wars fans. Uh yeah, I guess yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes sense because that was what I was. Uh, the next thing I was going to ask is why have we not seen why he's coughing and what's wrong with him and because it. But that makes sense. But yeah, no, I don't know. I I enjoyed that fight for what it was. I um I like that world. I like actually that whole thing with Obi Wan going over there. I thought it was a really cool little sequence. What the one thing I liked the most about that fight though is that they actually throw aside the lightsabers for a change, and we can see that a Jedi is just as resourceful without. Well. Obi-Wan this glowing is, stick. Obi Wan is just as resourceful because he's a fucking boss bitch. Yeah. But yeah, when he uses the blaster, Obi Wan never, ever, ever wins a fight in any of these movies on equal ground, ever. Mm. In the first one, he gets fucking. He wins. He kills Darth Maul when he's hanging off an edge. In the third mm. one, he kills Grievous when he's hanging off an edge. And then mm. in the last battle, he kills Anakin when he's got the higher ground. There's never a point where he has level ground with any other character and wins. Count Dooku beats his ass down twice. Darth Vader kills him in episode four. Like, there's no... Like, it's so funny. Like, it's such a weird thing to notice, mm, but I picked true. up on it. Never wins unless it's uneven ground. Anyway. 
Well, talk, still back on, on bad guys. I, I just want to ask one thing more about yeah. um, Sidious. Was he always ugly? Like that fucking... Like, did he just have this Palpatine face on? And then when Windu's like fucking him up and he's doing the lightning thing, it like deteriorates? Or is he turned into that thing? No, um, Windu's doing it. Windu like burns his fucking face off pretty much. So the lightning like scorches him, which is cool. I really like. I always like that bit. Yeah, it is um, cool. I, I was just, I was just wondering because I, I just assumed that he was always this hideous creature. Nah, because um, like in the holograms in the first, second, and third one before that point, um, Sidious is he just Palpatine? Yeah, yeah, he just looks normal. But yeah, that's why he, he just shrugs it off, doesn't he? He just goes on, g- keeps on keeping on. Uh, yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't, doesn't give, give a fuck. fuck. Yeah, he looks. Kind of weird. I don't know how I feel about it. How did you feel about the... Like, I mean... Moving on, like... Did you like the clones? Because I thought the clones were badass in this film. I thought they, like... Yeah. Had I so actually, much weight to them. I actually forgot about the clones from the last one. Like, even though it was called Attack of the Clones. But I forgot that they were all Django. And when... When he sort of rocked up, I was like... Hold on, what the fuck? Didn't he die in the last one? They're like... Oh. Dumb. Okay, yeah. They, he's the clones. No, I thought they were cool. Especially having that Order 66 thing makes them awesome. Like, yeah. they're a whole catalyst for this film. But I mean, so like, they're like... intimidating as fuck. And I like the way they built that. Because then when they kill Jedi, I'm like, okay, I can believe that a little bit. Like, when fucking Cody and shit, the... Oh, what's the Legion? Man, I'm so lame. I'm so lame. Anyway, because all the... Huh. In the... Like, in the episode two, so the clones are different colours. Like, there's... um. Like red ones and yellow ones, you know all that shit. But they're like that's rank. And then in this oh, one, is it? I didn't. Yeah, yeah and didn't then in this one, the clones being different colors is legions. And so ah, oh, they're the two twelve. That's right. So the orange ones, uh, Commander Cody, is two twelve. Anyway, so when the two twelve are on fucking uh, my Gito, whatever that fucking planet is, what's that planet called? General Grievous is on. Oh, I don't know. Some fucking luscious jungle planet. It's not my Gito. What the fuck is that planet called? Um, anyway, I don't know why I give a shit. When they're on that planet, the clones are just like fucking up those droids. Like, they just destroy them completely. Mm. And I was like, that's fucking sick. Like, I love that. Like, and then when... So when he's like, executed all 66, you're like, oh shit. This isn't going to be good. Yeah. Yeah, the shoe's on the other foot. Yeah. And I, I really dig that. And like... I know, I thought the clones are great. And there's a lot of lore behind them, like... And Darth Vader's clones are called the 501st, and then in the, like, and then Darth Vader's stormtroopers are the 501st Legion, and they're, like, top, the, the best of the best, which I thought I always think is really cool. Oh, uh, so when does that come in? Is that... This one. Well, I, I'm pretty sure, I'm not Darth sure... Darth Vader. Darth Vader clones. No, 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 um, I, As in, so the clones that, they're blue, they're the blue ones. Um, yeah. The ones that, you, they're the ones that follow, that are on Coruscant killing all the Jedi basically. Oh, I didn't even um, realize they had different co- I knew I see, I knew the ones on um whatever that planet is that Obi-Wan yeah. Obi-Wan's yeah, well, on. Yeah, well orange. Yeah, yeah, but I didn't pick up that they Yeah, I didn't go that deep, but I that's cool. That but that's there. That's yeah. really good. But there's a lot to it and I like it because I like that that as a kid that shit was the best. Oh yeah. Like that was that was what's up, you know, fucking blue yeah. clones, got red ones, then they've got all this fucking law behind them and I'm like holy shit. This is awesome. Like I could I'd go for, like I literally own so like the last figurines when I was like 14, 13, 13 would have been 
Like, it was... Like, clones. That's what I was buying. Those are the toys that I wanted. Before I... Before I stopped buying shit. But, like, yeah, that was... It's dope. I love that stuff. And then they turn bad, and I believe it, and I'm like, fuck yeah, this is great. Well, then turning bad was also, like, a... uh, Because we always knew that this clone thing... Clones just don't sound like a good idea from the start. Like, and for them to be you know at the start of this film they're all like happy with their little drone army they're getting shit done with it and then for it to just turn like that is is like super satisfying in a storytelling sense because yeah. it's just like fuck i digged it what did you think about the fight between anakin and obi-wan oh it's cool did it's you like cool. it i i think it could have been cooler i i actually went in expecting it to be the best jedi fight that i would ever see but i don't know if it is it's it's very cool and it's you know they're jumping around and doing some cool stuff. The ending to it's awesome, but um, yeah, it's all right. What what do you think? Uh, I like it. I really liked it growing up, and then I look back and I'm like, fuck, it's dope. And I think it's really good. I think if you're gonna go all spectacle and pretty and shit and make it all a big deal, like that's that's the best out of the prequels for sure. Like I thought, uh, it was I thought it was a bit silly when they were on that pipe. I don't know why did they even go onto that pipe like Wh- when they're balancing pipe? on the pipe. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, There's yeah. a bit where they're like balancing yeah, on a pipe. It takes it takes it to a level like one too far, I think. But mm. for the I think mo- that's my problem with it. Yeah. Um, I I think for the most part it was good. My favorite would probably be, like, I I really like the Gen- General Grievous one, but like, I wish there was more to it. But the Qui Gon versus Darth Maul is still one of the best ones. No, um, I'm out. Sorry, I I disagree <laughs> completely. I didn't like episode one at all, though, so I'm a little biased. Yoda versus Palpatine's pretty awesome, too. Yeah, that was good. Do you want to know why that was good? Because they pretty much fucked off away from lightsabers quickly into that fight, and it went all force. Like, yeah, they had yeah. their little Which is bit. what you were whinging about that last time. You wanted yep. the fight with Dooku. And, and it fucking worked, because it's like the two biggest fucking... Two biggest players in the whole universe. Yeah. And they're like, Yoda's like spinning this fucking thing around. Like he's like spinning it quicker and quicker and hurls it at him. And I'm like, fuck, that's sick. Like, that's so cool. Mm. I love that yeah. bit. Even from the start when Yoda like comes in and just like fucking force pushes. Those kills fucking- the royal guards. <laughs> oh my yeah. God, I lost my shit. It was great. So cool. And going from that kind of lame one with Dooku last time. Yep. This time it's it, you know they're in the middle of the fucking you know the parts from episode one which were the boringest in the the Senate or whatever and <laughs> they're having a fight in the middle of that and Yoda's flipping around doing all fucking awesome shit and yeah I I thought it was really cool I don't I don't I don't really feel like Yoda got owned though like he kind of just fell and then was nah, like, he just right. kind of fucks off he's like I'm done yeah I really wish that studious absolutely fucked him up like to the point where he's like i gotta i gotta go into exile like i understood why he's going into exile because that's what happens in the um the originals but i didn't feel like he got beat like i was like just get back up there you little green man come on (laughs) like you're not done yet sidious is all like i win it's like fuck off you did mate you were getting you were getting your ass handed to you what's the deal with sidious's lightning though like it doesn't really seem as powerful as it probably should be like he he tends to do it and then like when he was fucking up windu it just sort of holds in there it's more like a taser like i thought it would be raiden shit where it just fucks you up well i mean it kind of it melted his face off so i think it's pretty powerful 
Whose face? His? Sidious? Yeah, it melts his face off. Oh, you're talking about between Yoda and... Sorry. Yeah, um, where he kind of, like, fucking pushes him back. Like, doesn't really have much of an impact. I think that's just because Yoda's a pimp daddy. Like, it'd be hard to, he'd be hard to kill. No, I'm just talking about the, the lightning power in general. Like, even with Windu, it doesn't really melt... Like, it doesn't melt Windu's face. It, no, because like, he's... electrocutes him. He's deflecting it. It doesn't even hit... It hits... Yeah, yeah it, it hits Windu at the yeah. end. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, but it's just kind of holding him there. Like, I thought it would have just been like a boss, like pushing yeah. out the window, sort of thing. No, um, well, in the in episode six when it hits, it's like it like like fucking electrocutes him. Like, it doesn't blow him, Luke away. It fucking like slowly tortures him. That's what happens in this one. Like, it's okay. Mace Windu. Yeah. Like, ah, I, just, I, I just assumed it would be. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like more of a force move. Like, because it's kind of is he the only one who could do it? Uh, no. Dooku does it in episode two. Oh, yeah. He does, too. It's just it's a Sith power, dirty, I'm pretty dirty sure. Sith power, yeah. Okay. I just felt it was a little underpowered for what it potentially stands for with, like, you know, this is one power that a Sith Lord will have above a Jedi. Yeah, well, Jedi can't do it. Jedi yeah. don't ever do it. It's a Sith power, but it's definitely not exclusive to Sidious, um, which it should have been because, like, the fact that Dooku does it was really dumb. Well, we didn't really talk about Dooku's demise. Um, that was that was pretty cool. He actually had a good. That was a good lightsaber fight. Yeah, I thought. he just gets fucked up pretty quick though. Like that's the start of the film for a character that's like, "Ooh, he's <laughs> off now. See you later." But I guess at the same time, Boba Fett does the same thing. Boba Fett's made to be a big deal at the end of Empire, and then like jetpacks into the Sarlacc pit. So like this is kind of similar. Where Dooku's like, everyone's like, "Okay, here we go." Let's do it. <laughs> See you, mate. Mm. He's fucked pretty quick. Yeah, that's true. But I... That was an, another thing. Like, I feel like... They really kind of failed with him in, in part two as well. And it's like they're almost just, like, pushing him aside to let Palpatine come forward. Yeah. I mean, with all this stuff, I still thoroughly enjoyed the fucking... The Obi-Wan Anakin fight scene the most. Like... There's just a moment in it where they're fighting and then they both get defensive and it's just them like swinging their fucking light. They're standing still and they're both just swinging their lightsabers like around. They're not even hitting each other. And I'm like, oh my fucking God, that's so sick. It's just the coolest thing yeah. I've ever seen. No, you're right. It's it's a very satisfying because we know they're both going to fight eventually and I wouldn't expect anything less from that fight. It was epic. It was pretty. They're both really good with the with the swords with the lightsabers and the way it ends is fucking cool yeah. I like I like that the hothead of Anakin is what is his demise in the end he's yeah. like you underestimate me because all he does again all he does is whinge 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 through this fucking movie well whinge yeah. whinge they won't make me a master in the council it's because that's fucking protocol you're lucky to be in the council fucking get over it whinge 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 yeah. oh, I'm better than you Obi-Wan you always hold me back I'm gonna fuck you up I got the higher ground Anakin you can't do this Oh, I'm going to. Okay, I chop off all your limbs. Yeah, pretty much. Fuck you, Anakin. You had that coming, you piece of shit. It was very satisfying. I did not feel bad for him there. <laughs> My God. Yeah. But why? Like, obviously, why is because we need Vader for the rest of the movies. But wouldn't Obi-Wan kill him? Why would Obi-Wan kill him? Because that's what he's sent there to do. I'm pretty sure he thought he was going to die. Like, he was probably just thought he was left to die. Like, he's cut off his limbs. Like, he's literally gotten caught on fire and, like, burning alive. I'm, I just, I think it was more like... To me, Obi-Wan's 
motivation would have been to put his friend out of his misery to me. That's what I think that character would have done. Like, obviously, he's not going to because we need Vader, but... Yeah. And then, if Palpatine can sense him still alive, Obi-Wan can sense him still alive, I'm sure. Like, they would have yeah, the same sort of connection. It's, it's, you're right, it's plot armor, pretty much. Like, it's just because we need Vader. Yeah. But I think the, the, the justification was, like, he, didn't, he probably doesn't want to do it because he felt like he couldn't, he couldn't bring himself to do that. Because yeah, he, he couldn't was do such a big part of his life. Because um, leaving him love, there to fucking burn is not as bad. Well, I love that moment where he's burning and he yells, I hate you, to oh, Obi-Wan. so good. So like, good. Like, I love that bit. That's it's so weird because there's so many moments where I'm like, fuck, that's great. That's good dialogue. And then there's other moments mm. where I'm like, what the fuck are you saying? Like, shut up. <laughs> shut your fucking mouth. Yeah. yeah. God damn. But yeah, that was dope. I love that moment so much. God damn. <laughs> And it was cool to see, um, you know, cool getting the, the connection. Like, I think they really did well just connecting it to episode four with the babies coming out, going to Tatooine, yeah. going to the Organas or whatever they are. Darth Vader's all being a fucking boss. Like, when he when he rises, like, they, they pull him up and he's got the, the mask and shit on and he starts the breathing. Oh, oh. Fucking dope. God damn, it's great. That's a good moment too. Mm. Um, like the the last act in this film's really fucking good. Like I thought it built everything really well. I just love Darth Vader. Vader's yeah. so cool. He's such a great villain. Now, one thing I thinking about Darth Vader when he gets up and he because you know he starts talking in the Darth Vader voice in the Darth Vader manner yeah. is, do you think that Lucas gave Anakin the same shitty dialogue? that works so well not shitty dialogue but the same dialogue that works so well for Darth Vader but tried to have it that that's the way that Anakin talks but because he doesn't have the fucking the the voice no. and all that it and the demeanor it doesn't work do you think that might be no no i mean like Anakin Anakin is not Darth Vader Anakin's Anakin and they make that a big point in all the movies like Anakin, they're two different people like Darth Vader is He's completely taken over by the dark side. Like, he's completely corrupted by the dark side. He's his own person. He, like, you can tell in the film when Anakin becomes Darth Vader, when he's no longer Anakin. Like, you know That's that true. moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, no, I just think George Lucas can't fucking write for shit. Um, <laughs> I'm trying, like, I'm just trying to give him stuff that I'm trying to, I know, to throw on the freaking bone. I think bone. it's bullshit. Like, even in this one, there's a moment where I'm just like, where I was just like, what the fuck? Like, when Darth Vader yells no, I was like, I was like, James Earl Jones, like, it just mm. felt out of place for him to yell no. Yeah, like, it's I know such what you a, mean. I know like, what you Like, he's crushing fucking robots and shit with the force. And like, that's boss. Like, I'm like, that's cool. Mm. Why can't he not just do that? Mm. Like, mm. in the fucking, they, he's fucking gone back and redone all the films. And now in the sixth one. He fucking, he's used the no from episode three and he's put it in the sixth one. I'm not going to say when because I don't want to blow the film for you because you haven't seen him in so long. Yeah, but yeah. it pisses me off because it's so out of place. I'm like, James L. Jones, it doesn't sound right. Like, it was, it like, was a bit lame. Speak, actions speak louder than words, you fuck. And they probably could have just left it at that of him just having a temper tantrum doing that because the whole thing was he wanted to save Padme and in the end he fucks himself over. He gets too caught up in all the bullshit and then he's ultimately the the reason that she dies am i is that right like because he chokes her like that 
I'm pretty sure she dies in, in childbirth. I don't think it's because of... Oh, cause somebody him. actually says that it, you killed her. Don't they? Yeah, yeah. Pal- Palpatine says it, so he's completely gone. Ah, right, so he okay, has nothing okay. left. Because yeah. Padme is the only thing keeping him being like Anakin at that point when he's like, what about Padme? Because that's the whole reason he joins the dark side. Yeah, yeah, of course. It's because of Padme. And he's just manipulating. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. So by the... It's like... It's meant to be like a tragedy. So it's meant to be like... So the audio meant to watch the films are four, five, and then one, two, three, and then six. Because you learn in five that Vader's Luke's father, and then in six, Vader's Mm. sort of a good guy in a way. Mm. And so one, two, three is meant to be... You're meant to sit there and go, oh my God, like I understand now, like why... You know why it's this way. Why, why is this? Way? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's so tragic because he's lost everything. Like Vader loses oh, everything. Super. Yeah, no, and and you can tell why he's turned to the mm. dark side, and and it's all according to Mister Darth Sidious' plan. But what bothers yeah. me, right now, think mm. about this. Right. What bothers me is if you think about it this way, the coolest part in this film is the fucking third act. Like it's seeing Vader come alive, and it's seeing Chewbacca and seeing Yoda fly to Dagobah, yeah. like seeing all this stuff. And I'm like, I'm like, why the fuck didn't you make it that in episode two, Anakin goes, eat, like goes to the Sith. And then episode three is the building of the empire and the development of the rebellion. Because in episode four, it's already there. Like it's all established. The empire is the empire. The rebels, are the rebels, right? Yeah. So why not just? Why wouldn't you do that? I don't understand. Like it didn't it doesn't make sense to me because at the end we just assume we're like, oh, okay, so the clones, are like the empire's there now. They're getting built. You know that that last shot with Moff Tarkin and the fucking, the Death Star being built in the in the background. Mm. Like that's that's fucking sick. Like so that's cool. amazing. So You're cool, like, what yeah. the fuck? Why wouldn't you do that the whole way through the film? Why isn't the building of the Death Star a big thing? It's a fucking huge thing in the fucking original trilogy. It's the biggest part of it. The Death Star's huge. Like, what the fuck? And even in the films, the de- like the development of the. Do you know where the Death Star came from? Do you remember? No. So this is what I mean. Like the Death Star is the biggest fucking thing in Episode Four. Like, holy shit, here's a super weapon that destroys planets. We need to blow it up. Do you want to know how it's talked about in this one? There's one fucking conversation in episode two where the Trade Federation... Now, this is why... It's going to fucking blow your mind a little bit. It's going to melt your brain. This is why Sidious wanted the Trade Federation. This is why they were there in the first place. Because they were developing weapons and Sidious wanted them. So, Sidious... Fucking Newt Gunnery is like, oh, we have this new weapon. And he fucking presses a button and it's a hologram of the Death Star. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. And then he's like, okay, cool. And that's why he's like, oh, Anakin, go to Mustafar and fucking murder them all. And he shuts down all the droids and he destroys the whole place. Yeah. That's the whole fucking point of the prequels. Aside from Darth Vader, like the, the relationships. Yeah. That's what it leads to. And it's yeah. from one dialogue conversation. Yeah. Why the fuck isn't that a big like a big deal? Why would you not make it? Ah, it hurts my brain. It fucking hurts my head. You're absolutely right because you don't, I couldn't even remember. Like now that you've refreshed it, I do remember that scene and being like, "Oh, hey, look, the Death Star." And like at yeah. the end of this film, being like, "Hey, there's the Death Star getting made in the background," but it's never really a part of the narrative. It's nearly never really part of yep. Palpatine's goal that we're aware of. Or that I should be aware of. So you're probably right. I look. I I think they were just trying to tell a whole other story. Like this is some, 
as much as you you say this is Obi Wan's movies, and they probably could have gone and focused even more on him, which probably would have made us all happier. But this is this is the story of the rise to Vader. There's three movies with the rise to Vader here. I know, and, and what bothers me is that like they take too long to fucking get Vader to rise. Like I want to see him earlier yeah, rise. I want no, to see him right. fucking the, God. What? It could have been... This movie could have been episode two. Episode two and one could have been one film. They could have, you know, had one half of it be the kid Anakin, the last half of it be teen angst Anakin, romance Anakin, fucking whatever. It probably would have worked better because it would have been faster. You know, it would have been more pacey and we would have just been like, okay, it's like pulling off a band-aid, get that shit done. And then we get to this cool shit and then we get to that story that you were talking about now. I could have gone with that. So basically what's going to happen, and this is why I'm so hyped for The Force Awakens, because you think about all these flaws these films had, and now Abrams has gone, hmm, because I have a brain and I'm not George Lucas, what do fans want to see? All right, sick fucking shit. They want to see Harrison Ford. (laughs) They want to see Mark Hamill. They want to see homages to the originals, and they want a new story that fucking builds on those old ones. I can Mm. do that because I'm not a dumb fucking idiot. Like, it's not a hard task at all. It's just... It's all there for you, and now he's going to kill it, and he's going to be—it's going to be fucking brilliant, and I'm super hyped. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, look, I'm done. I don't—I have nothing else to say about Revenge of the Sith. Um, so I'll—I'll I'll do my little think. verdict. Look, it's I—it's my favorite out of the prequels for sure. I think there's a because finally after two shitty films, they all that tension that they've really poorly built finally gets to be relieved, and Lucas has done his best in this one to to relieve it. The General Grievous fight's fucking dumb. The dialogue is still trash, like, a lot of the way through. But there are great moments. The final scene on Mustafar's great. Uh, the last act is perfect. And I give it 3.5 out of 5. Yeah, cool. I, I agree with you. It's definitely the best of the prequels. This is this is a really good movie. I really like this film. I will watch this again and again, probably soon. I'll probably watch it again after... Force Awakens. I I couldn't believe how much I enjoyed this watching it. I was super into it. Just coming off the other ones, like I was able to give Episode One a bit of a pass because of nostalgia. But this one, I didn't know. I couldn't remember anything except General Grievous. General Grievous was one of the best parts of the film for me that you didn't like. But it everything was just fun. It, it looked pretty. I didn't really noticed the shitty dialogue i know it was there and i was kind of like hearing it but like it just sort of worked a little bit more i guess didn't really talk much about windu he was fucking awesome in this he was sort of just taking control i liked i just liked so much of this r2d2 got some fun things um and we just got to see a a vast array of this universe that we haven't seen before and for me from the the vague things that i you know remember of the original trilogy it connects it quite well. And The Rise to Vader was awesome. And I can't wait to get on to the originals because I knew these ones were like, you know, the bottom of the barrel in the Star Wars saga. So it's only going to get better from here. And it's that's awesome to me because I loved this film. This is a four out of five for me. Four out of five. That's pretty high. I hope you're prepared yeah. to, to top that with the originals. And if you fucking say that they're not as good as Revenge of the Sith, I'm going to cry. <laughs> well, we'll see. Except for Return mm. of the Jedi. If you say Return of the Jedi isn't as good, I'll understand a little bit. This That one's got a little, 
couple of issues. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about when we get to that. But from now on, it's all Star Wars all the way. We're into the countdown to The Force Awakens. Every week from now on in the Fish and Connoisseur Movie Podcast, we're going to be reviewing only Star Wars movies and the original trilogy. And then on December 17, Force Awakens! Fucking hell. It's going to be huge. And I hope you guys can join us because we're going to have us a time. Hot, 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 hot tree, hot train, hot car. Get all aboard the hype vehicles because we're going to get hyped. Fuck you guys. Play the music, fish. Thank you for listening to this episode of Fish and Connoisseur Movie. Fish and Connoisseur Movie does not own any rights to the film Star Wars Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith, its marketing or its soundtrack, and no infringement is intended. The track, Battle of the Heroes, from Star Wars Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith, is performed by John Williams, London Symphony Orchestra and London Voices. (laughs) 